You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com. And now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Hey everybody, welcome back. I have an awesome guest on the program. Somebody I actually met years ago, and then recently we've kind of reconnected, but she is a, a remnant warrior who's standing and honestly running for a very position, a very powerful position in the state of California. It's the Secretary of State. Her name is Rachel Ham. Welcome to the program, Rachel. Thank you so much, Todd. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Oh, well, it's such an honor to have you, and you are literally looking down. I mean, California, my goodness, I think the whole nation. I'm out here in Nashville. Everybody's watching California. First of all, there's these fires that have been going on for quite some time, but there's also this recall election that's right now, you know, coming to a head here, and, you know, some candidates are kind of stepping into the forefront like Larry Elder and some others, Uh, but you're running for Secretary of State. What has caused you to step into this ring? Because this, we know this is a fight and you are stepping up, what has caused you to run for Secretary of State? Well, there were a series of things that happened that that made me actually run, but because of the kind of person you are, I think your show maybe has a little bit of a supernatural flair, so I can say that there were some pretty serious God things that happened to make me run. Uh, It started about uh, right before COVID hit. I started having dreams that President Trump was coming to me or General Flynn was coming to me. Wow in my dreams, asking me to govern California. Okay. And I took that metaphorical because I'm like, well, obviously I'm not going to actually be in government. So I will pray and use my spiritual government, my spiritual authority over the state of California, which I was already doing. So I don't know why I took it that way other than I couldn't perceive I would actually, you know, go into government. So, um, so I just began using my authority, praying, and then they, I kept having the dreams and it was like, huh, wonder why I keep having those dreams, even though I'm already doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm like, Lord, right. am I missing something? You know? And then I got COVID. Okay. And it was like February. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I skipped a couple of things. So that was before COVID ever hit that I was having right. those dreams. Okay. Kept having the dreams. Then in August of the middle of the COVID year, I started yeah. a YouTube show because I was so concerned about our rights being violated. And it's a good show, and- by the way. Very good show. I checked it out. I didn't even know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I have fun on there, like talking to great people and, yes. and getting information out and having interesting conversations. So I began feeling like um, I, w- I was just really concerned and I had a lot to say. Like I was feeling like, whoa, we need to step up. Like something is really not right. Um, So I started the show to talk about mostly spiritual things and political things. And that led me to get connected to some people who um, were kind of doing the same thing, YouTubers. And we ended up doing a -a prayer-a-thon together. And so it was for the Was this during COVID or? Yeah, it was in October, right before the election. Okay. We did, there were like seven or eight of us and we all came on and shared prophetically like what God was showing us. And then we would pray, pray over the nation, pray over the president, whatever. Right. And um, one of the people that was on that show ended up connecting me to General Michael Flynn, to uh, Mark Meadows, the White House Chief of Staff. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and others that at that level, you know, and okay. so it was yeah. kind of interesting. I thought I was just like with this, you know, this sweet 
the old man who was, you know, just praying. Isn't that amazing how that happens? It's so amazing. (laughs) Only God can open those doors, right? Exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. And so, um, so that led to having an online Zoom meeting, like kind of like this with General Flynn, wow. where uh, he was talking about what was happening in the country and validating our concerns, thanking us for praying and for sharing what God was showing us. And he had just met with the president and said the president was aware of the prayerthon that we had done and mm. what we had shared prophetically and was wondering if we would do another one. Okay, And it was like... Wow. Okay. Who could have thought these little YouTubers, you know, that were Come just, on. we just loved the Lord and cared about the country and, you know, yes. but felt, I at least, for, I'll speak for myself, felt kind of like insignificant. I felt like we were just doing what we could do, you know? Sure. And so we did another one and then we were invited to come to, uh, to Washington DC on the 6th, okay. which we did. Most of yep. us who were on that prayerthon went and, um, it just, it was kind of like a series of one thing led to another type of thing, continuing to get, get connected to people right? and still not thinking for me to get involved in government though, more just seeing it as I'm a YouTuber. I'm a, a woman who loves the Lord. I have a voice and, you know, that's about as far as You have as a beautiful I, family. Uh, what's your background? Like what was your, what did you do for your employment history? Well, before COVID hit, I was working for Live Nation and okay. I was hosting artists that were performing at our arena, our okay. local arena. Yeah. It was a blast because I love yeah. music. That's amazing. And it was a great job. Super, right. super fun. I, I was like, don't tell anybody, but I would do this for free and they pay me well to do it. So it was a lot of fun. But then, of course, COVID hit and there was no show. So was well, like, I was going to say, most people don't know Live Nation is almost behind almost all the venues when it comes to music and, you know, the industry. I mean, I, I'm out here in Nashville. So Live Nation is like, you know, everywhere. the big, yeah, forget about it. If you're, you know, if you're in the industry, you're, you're working with Live Nation. So most people don't it's understand. It's like 70% of all live shows are put on by Live Nation. That's right. And so when COVID happened, all these people, these, you know, you think of just the artists sometime, but you know, there's a lot of people involved. There's all different types yeah. of people that work with the artists behind the scenes, the other instruments and all that. So all those people have been without work. It's pretty crazy what's going on. Yeah. 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 So that's what I was doing for a few years before that. Right. Well, that's amazing. Stay at home mom. Yeah. Well, I always say that's the most important job out there. And I mean that, you know, my wife is a stay home mom as well. And she's been an executive in the past, but I'll tell you what she's doing right now, especially in these times. I mean, it is priceless. It really is. So thank you for doing that. I remember my mom saying saying to me one time, can you imagine what the world would look like if every mom stayed home and taught their children the way that you have? And it was interesting to contemplate like what would the world look like if every mom, cause it's such a, at times it can feel so mundane yeah. and you know, just kind of you're in the grind and it doesn't feel, it feels like you're just cleaning all the time or whatever. It does, you know, and that's, it's been an adjustment for my wife. Cause like I said, she had a team, she was like an executive in the retail world. And then she comes out and she's like, what am I doing? And I'm like, no, I'm telling you what you're doing is so amazing. We're watching our daughter grow up. It's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for some people will say, why well, I wish I could do that, but I can't. We totally understand because obviously it's very expensive to live these days. I will tell you, we had the same thought and God has provided because really we were, you know, two income family and uh, God has provided. So I would encourage you if the Lord puts it on your heart, Mm -hmm. maybe it is something you should do. Uh, But again, through prayer, you know, but so that's amazing, Rachel. Um, So tell us, so then you get to this point, how did you get into the political arena? So what was the, what was the defining moment? Okay, so it was, um, okay, that's why I was like, okay, your supernatural show, like I can say this, I don't Please. normally, I don't normally say it. 
So I had gotten COVID and I was about a week in and I was so tired of feeling so tired. And so I was praying and I was like, Lord, I am sick and tired and lonely because no one wants to be around me because I have COVID. Mm. (laughs) um, Can you please send some ministering spirits to to help me? Mm. And I don't know for sure if I've ever even prayed that specific prayer, Mm -hmm. that specific way. But I was like, I just need, I really need some, some support here. And I immediately felt a very strong, uh, holy presence. I was in Mm. my closet. I was in Mm. my literal closet. I pray in my closet. That's, and it's kind of big, like where I could lay down. So I like lay on the floor in my closet and pray. So one of my sons is a seer. He sees in the, in the spirit world. So, so I, I got really curious and I called him in and I said, can you just look around? I, I didn't tell him anything. I always kind of like, don't say what I'm thinking or sensing. Right. I try You're to not trying to lead it. him in any way. Yeah. Right. So I said, can you just look around, see if you see any, anything in the you know, spirit? And so he looked in my room. He's like, nothing in your room, nothing in your bathroom. And then he goes into my closet and he goes, whoa, <laughs> mom, you've got a guy in your closet. And I'm what? like, whoa. Okay. A guy, I go like, like an, an angel. He's like, I, I think so. And he starts trembling and saying, I'm being pushed to the ground. I'm being pushed to the ground. And I'm like, wow. is he for us or against us? Like yeah. I'm like trying to figure out is it good or bad? Like, Cause he was so um, like physically reacting okay. right. and he sees angels and demons all the time. So, and he's never had that reaction. So I'm like, what in the world is happening? I had already kicked my slippers off and was also down on the ground. And I just said, Ezekiel, is he for us or against us? And he said, he's for us. He's okay. for us. He said, I can't see his face. He's glowing. He's glowing. His, and I can't see his face. And he's got a scroll in his hand. And I said, oh, he came with a message. What's the message? You know. Right. And he went into saying, I have come to commission me. Okay. I've come to commission you for something very important. Uh, you're going to be leading a, you're going, no, I'm sorry. You're going to be the commander in chief of a battle wow. that is going to affect the entire United States. Come on. But before you lead that battle, you're going to be asked to take a very big step. And if you're willing, we're asking that you would say yes. Yeah. So yeah. it was interesting. It was so strong, but there was wow. also a graciousness in it. Like, yes, we have something. We would like you to say yes, but yeah. there's, there was an option, right? Wow. So I, I said, what, what is it? What is the big step? And he said, you will know what it is when it comes. Okay. And I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you now. You will right. know. And I said, oh, man, okay. <laughs> you want to know. And, <laughs> and so I said, well, how do I prepare for it? And he said, read through the Gospels and study the parables and study uh, how Jesus interacted with people. Yes. And I thought, well, I've read the gospel so many times, right? So I'm yeah. like, hmm, okay, okay. So then I said, well, what is your name? Right. And he said, Emmanuel. Oh, wow. God yeah. with us. God with us. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. so then immediately it's like, wait, I go, wait, there's an angel named Emmanuel. Wait, I don't think it's an angel. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's because like, yeah, I can't, I can't see his face and I can normally see. An right. Angel. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, so then right. we were like freaked out. My my son was literally like, I mean, and again, that's never happened before. And he's well, sure. Time, so I mean, if you think in the Bible, when there was like an archangel, almost every single time, you know, in the text, it says that they were paralyzed with fear because it's like, you know, 
you know, this encounter with this spiritual being that's very powerful. And, and so if you're saying it's the Lord himself, my goodness, you know, that would yeah. be powerful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then I began having dreams that were more specific and um, I had, well, first I had, I had a vision. I was laying in my bed again because I'm not feeling well, couldn't sleep. I'm laying there and I have this very clear vision of a, um, a door in the sky. It's okay. like a nighttime sky scene and a door is laying down and it, it st- comes up. It's kind of like down and it raises up and then yeah. it opens okay. over me. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then there were there was a little bit more to that, but I'm not going to share that part. So, okay. I, so it's this one thing, right? So then the next day, I'm watching Robin D. Bullock's yeah. um, The 11th Hour every Tuesday okay. morning. He has that yep. show. You know, a lot of my listeners ask me almost every day, what do you think of Robin Bullock? I don't know. I've, I've ministered with him on occasion. I've, you know, I've met him a couple of times. Seems very kind. What do you know of his ministry? I mean, what oh, do you think? I love him. Okay. I mean, that's what I hear from most people that are trusted people around me. And he seems like an amazing guy. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I well, first of all, he's prophesying very accurately. Yeah. I've been tracking his prophecies, and he's even starting to have like stuff where he's prophesying in the morning and it's happening at night. Wow! And he's like really, yeah. really, really tracking, and he's prophesied to me three times, which Come is on. kind of amazing. Like I mean, yeah. I'm tuning in live. He's even said my name. Like it was really, like, yeah. So, so like you're tuning in, and he's like somebody out there named Rachel. I have a prophecy yeah. for you. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then this time, after I just had that vision, the next morning, so this is like the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. And then at 9 a.m., I'm watching him live. And he said, there's someone who has just had a door open to them in the heavenlies. Mm. And I was like, immediately, it was like, new. That is exactly what just happened last night. Right. He said, for you, I'm hearing the word secretary. Oh my goodness. So we we probably have some listeners right now. They get a little worried about this type of thing because of the prophetic oh, okay. and you know no and i'm gonna tell you because you know this is the christian community as, as a whole there's been a lot of you know things in the prophetic world i think where people have gotten discouraged or you know so i want people to be encouraged it's a five-fold ministry gifting and the fact is is we can't be afraid of the prophetic and so when you're you're operating in the prophetic and what i always tell people is if somebody comes and gives me a prophetic word it already bears witness or, you know, there's a confirmation. So I don't have to be afraid because there's a lot of people when I'm out there ministering and they'll come up, I have a word for you and they'll say something. And I know in my spirit, it's not, it's not a word from the Lord. I know it's just something, somebody is just saying something and you know what? God bless them. And I just don't even let it take root in my heart. And then there's the times when you're like shaking and trembling Mm -hmm. and tearing and you know, Mm -hmm. and I've had this Rachel. And I I just want to speak this to listeners because I don't want you to feel like, all prophecy is bad, or you can't trust the office of the prophet. It's a real office. It's a fivefold ministry gifting. And so what Rachel's saying is these things are bearing witness in her spirit. They're confirmations. And so that's why you feel at peace. It's not like you're just, you know, listening to anything anybody says. Is that correct, Rachel? Oh, absolutely. We're to test prophecy. That's right. You know? And so, so we shouldn't just assume anything is, you know, automatically for sure from the Lord. And all, a lot of times it confirms something That's correct. that the Lord has already deposited it in us. That's Occasionally correct. it's something really new, but usually not more often than not. It's like, it's really confirming kind of yeah. like when I, when I was talking with you in the green room, and Anaheim, I was just going to say, we, you just confirmed yeah. something before the show, you know, that was just yeah. a confirmation. I was like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Like I knew you had the key to answering that because I don't know, the Lord put it on my heart to ask you. And sure enough, you did, you know, so yeah. there you go. Right. Yeah. Well, and also prophecy is God's will being made known 
often about the future, sometimes about the current, sometimes right. confirming something from the past, whatever. But just because his will is made known does not mean it is going to happen for sure. There That's are right. other factors. So, so God, I mean, we know God's will is not always done because yeah. if his will were always done, the world would not be in the condition it's in, right? That's a so good point. Yep. He gives us free will. Sure. So he can, he can prophesy. He can give prophecy to a prophet. The prophet speaks it. But like right now, as a nation, I feel like he is prophesying what he what his will is for the nation. Yes. But as a nation, we have free will. Yes. We we have an obligation within the the prophecy. You know, like we still have to do our part. That's right. We still have to have faith for it. We still have to pray it in. Like yes. there's all kinds of factors. So I think people get discouraged when prophecy has not been accurate in the past. But you never know. Was it either not really from the Lord? Or were there extraneous factors that, that went into it not happening? But that doesn't mean it wasn't right. It That's right. Because in the Bible, there's warnings that are given. And the Lord will use a prophetic utterance or prophetic warning in order to warn the people of God. And then there's times in Israel where they did go into captivity, right? And so, yeah. you know, th there was a way that they could have not. Like, if my people mm -hmm. are called by my name, you know, that, that whole, if you think about that, the way that turned out, what, you know, but God gave it out. He gave away. And he said, if you repent, if you turn from your wicked ways, if you don't, you know, he'll, he'll heal the land. Mm -hmm. I believe that applies to us right now. He'll heal America, but we do have to repent. We do have to pray this through, like Rachel's saying. So, you know, it, but he, he does have hope in the future. His promise is yes and amen for us. So mm -hmm. what you're saying is a really good explanation, Rachel. Thank you for mm -hmm. explaining that. So let, yeah. let's go on. Uh, so, so you get this. So you're in the with your son there and you're having this you know, experience. And then what mm -hmm. happens next? Yeah, so the, and then there was the Robin D. Bullock secretary thing. Now, one of the dreams I had had, and this still is a, something that's a little mysterious to me because it was a very clear God dream, that where I was sitting with Kaylee McEnany. The, okay, um, okay, I like where this is going. Yeah. The previous press secretary. Sure, I've met her. She's very sweet. She's oh, yeah. a believer. Yeah. She seems sweet. She seems, yep. yeah. So I was sitting with her, and she was writing on a clipboard, and she was writing like her... Um, like like a paperwork she was filling out to end her job. Okay. And so I said, now, you've done such a good job as press secretary. Who will take your place now that you're leaving? Yeah. And she was writing, and she goes, and she looked at me, and I was like, oh, it's me. Wow. I knew that it was me, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. And I thought, well, I know I'm, like, as smart or as, as strong as her. Like, my personality is really strong, you know, like, like she was. Sure. But I don't think I could like memorize like she could. I'm 44. I'm kind of like starting to. Hey, you're my age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, our brains are not quite like just on top of things as much as they were maybe 15 years ago or whatever. So yeah. in the dream, I'm thinking, how in the world am I going to memorize stuff the way that you would need to, to do that job? And then I'm like, well, I'll have to just trust that the Lord is going to, you know, is going to help me. Right. So. That's one of the clear dreams that I had. And that's also a job that is a secretary, a press hmm. secretary. So when Robin D. Bullock said, I'm hearing secretary, I was like, wow, what yeah. in the world does that mean? What could it possibly mean? So then as all the election stuff happened and we saw how the secretary of states were so instrumental in either right. giving us an, an honest vote or not, you know, yep. it looks like not, um, I kept saying someone really needs to step up and run for secretary of state. That's the most yes. important position in every state right now, right. because it doesn't matter who runs for governor if we don't get an honest election, yes. right? I mean, they'll yes. just manipulate it. So, so, I mean, literally down to school board, like 
everything right. can be manipulated if the person counting the vote yep. has nefarious intentions. Yep. So, um, so I started feeling like it maybe was me because I kept just waiting for someone else to do it. Like it was like, right. someone needs to do this. Someone needs to do this. Why isn't anyone doing this? Why right. isn't anyone doing this? Exactly. You know? So I started feeling like maybe the whole, I'm hearing secretary, maybe it was secretary of state. So I'd asked the Lord to confirm that I was supposed to run through a very specific person, which was the man who was on the prayer athon, who was the one who knew all those people. And all that. Mm -hmm. I was going to be with him in Arizona. And I said, Lord, when I am with him in Arizona, he hears like really accurately from the Lord. I said, mm. I, I want you to confirm to me through him. Mm -hmm that I'm supposed to run for secretary of state. And I told my husband, let's lay this fleece out. Let's pray together. Yeah. That if I'm supposed to run that Jim is going to tell me that I'm supposed to run and that it will be a confirmation. Okay. So, um, I, I go to sleep. I have a dream. I'm sitting in the living room with a bunch of people and, um, Lynn Wood said, we're going to play a game. And the game is who's supposed to run for secretary of state. <laughs> and whoever draws the red rock is going to run for secretary of state. And so we all like, go around drawing rocks. And I was anticipating. Like, I'm like, oh, I bet it's them. They would be right. like so good at that, you know. And everyone draws a black or white rock until it gets to me. And I drew the red rock. Come on. And he said, oh, you're going to be, you're running for secretary of state. And I said, no, I'm not. And he said, yes, you are. You drew the red rock. And he said, and you'll get confirmation in the red rocks. Well, yes. I didn't know that the area we were going to was literally called Red Rocks. I had no idea that. that what? So, so I was like, I wake up. Oh, no. So then he says, you're going to get confirmation in the Red Rocks. And then my phone rings in the dream and I look at it and it was a text from Mike Lindell. Okay. And he said, Rachel, I hear you're running for secretary of state. How can I help you? What? And then I woke up. So, and I'm a prophetic dreamer. Like that is a big way that God speaks. That to is. Me. No, I had a, a powerful dream last night. I tell you, yeah, you? You, you, you know, when the Lord is speaking and when it's just a dream, you know, the difference. Cause you're shaking, you wake up and they're, you're like shaking, like, oh my goodness. You know, and like, you can't get it out of your head. It's like, that's right. In there. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I go, I go to this meeting and Jim comes up to me, God bless him. And he goes, darling. The Lord's been speaking to me about you in the night. And he said that you have asked for me to confirm to you that Come you are to run for secretary. What? Like, what? He actually told you that? Because I didn't tell him, you know. Like, so anyway. You didn't tell anybody, right? I mean, I think no, just, yeah. It was a fleece you were laying. Like, you know, so I wow. was pretty blown away, obviously. But then my immediate response was, I am not qualified. Yeah. Well, like, he, you know, it's, you it's know. like they always say, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, right? Yeah. Well, and he yeah. said, well, he, there was another lady there and she said, well, sweetheart, can you count one vote for Donald Trump plus one vote for Donald Trump <laughs> equals two votes for Donald Trump? And she said, you're qualified. <laughs> so, there you go. More qualified than like most of the secretary of states out there. Yeah. And just being honest. Yeah. You know? No. I mean, you know what? This is what people want to. I'm going to be honest. I mean, we've had an opportunity to go around the country as well lately and just kind of get the pulse and see what people are talking about. And I'll tell you, Rachel, people are looking for people like yourself. They want real people. They want people mm -hmm. that actually get it. They want people that are like them. They don't want these, you know, elites that are out there that have been like career politicians that, you know, honestly, who are they even representing? They're representing the corporations. They're representing the deep state. They're not representing the people. And people are, are really starting to awaken. I'll tell you, I was just telling somebody this morning, a pastor friend, 
some of the people that used to hate my show, they would write things about, you know, they would say the most awful things on my social media. And I remember the people, but then it's like the same people are now writing me and they pretend like, you know, they never did that. Pastor Todd, I have a question, you know, and it's like they've done a complete about face. So something's happening here. People yeah. are waking up in the droves. I think it's the, the absolute worst nightmare of, uh, you know, the people that want to turn our country into a communist utopia. Um, and so this is amazing. So you're, you're doing, you're literally a manifestation of what we've been praying in mm -hmm. the secret place at prayer meetings. You know, this is what we've been praying is that God would put it on the hearts of the saints to rise up, to stand up and mm -hmm. to do their part. And that's what you're doing. You're not sitting on a couch somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. complaining about what everybody else is doing. You're getting up and you're doing it. And I'll tell you this morning, this is so in line. It's amazing to me that the show is happening today. This is so in line. The word that the Lord was speaking to me today, because a lot of people are out there, you know, trying to say things about Mike Lindell and his symposium. And there's a lot of negative things. There's a lot of positive things too, but you know, mm -hmm. of course I hear all the feedback. And so, you know, and, and the Lord was saying to me, you know what the problem is, is that many in the church have waited for someone like a Mike Lindell or like a Donald Trump or like others to, to do this for them. And God is saying, no, the church needs to rise up. It's our time to get in there, to get in the game. We, we shouldn't be sitting on the sidelines. That's what you're doing. You're getting in the game. And, you know, God bless these patriots that we're talking about, Mike Lindell, Donald Trump, and many others. But you know what? He's calling us. He's calling us mm -hmm. to go to our community, you know, council meetings, you know, yep. and the school board meetings and, you know, the local stuff and different things that we can get involved in right now as parents, as, you know, people of God, where we can show up and not let this 3% or less of people with a loud megaphone think that they can control our nation anymore. So that's what you're doing. So let's talk policy. So now you're running. And uh, by the way, we're going to put the website up right now, uh, but you're running. Uh, so what platform are you running on? What are some of the things you're talking about out there? Yeah, well, I want to obviously get it, get rid of the machines, the, yeah. the Dominion, the Smartmatic. It doesn't really matter which brand they are. They're all capable of doing the same sure. kind of cheating. So I want to go back to a paper ballot. I want to require, require voter ID. You know, 82% of all voters agree that we should require ID. This yeah. is not a conservative no. or liberal issue. It's a common sense issue. That's and right. so when those that are in elected office are not doing what we the people are overwhelmingly saying we want, right. you know, it's unacceptable. They're not they're not representing us. And right. it's such a, a obvious smart thing to do. Yes. And it's not racist, which is a bizarre yeah. argument. I mean, it's so just bizarre. really I think that's backfired on them. Yeah. Saying it's a racist thing because I mean, that, that in and of itself it's degrading. is racist. Like, what that, are you trying to racist. say? That, like, African-American yeah. people don't have an idea or don't have a smartphone? Like, what? what? Like, you know, yeah. you're, I think that's an insult. You know, it's an insult. Or, you know, Hispanic-Americans or whoever they're trying to say that it's disenfranchising. I mean, yeah. you know, come on. I have friends of all nationalities. They all have smartphones. They all have IDs. We all have to have an ID to get on a plane. You know, if you want to buy cigarettes or alcohol, which I don't do, but, you know, you got to have an ID. I mean, but not to vote. So, yeah, it's a common sense issue. It's not a partisan issue, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And for like California right now with the recall, they're getting ready to do mass mail out ballots, which yeah. I want to do away with, go back to in-person single day vote, not voting over the course of weeks, because that also makes it easier to cheat. Right. There's sure. lots of things that make it easier to cheat that I'm wanting to eliminate. So right. you got the ballot vote. harvesting. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would like to make ballot harvesting illegal. Yeah. And what, what else were you going to mention? I'm sorry I cut you off there. Oh, nothing. I was just going back over the, the list. That, that's 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really egregious. I mean, listen, I, I pastored in California for 17 years. You know, we've been active in the community. We've seen what's gone on. I mean, from Reagan to Newsom, I mean, it's been quite the, you know, you never yeah. would have thought that California would be where it is today. Yeah. Uh, many people are fleeing the state. Small businesses are fleeing the state. Uh, you know, just people are writing me all the time. Pastor Todd, do you think it's time for me to move? I'm concerned about California. LA County is now talking about implementing a vaccine passport. I mean, I can go on and on about egregious things that are happening in California. The voter fraud is just very, very pervasive in the state. Um, you know, some people feel like you can't even win, but I would say that's not true. Uh, my friend, uh, Mr. Garcia up in uh, CD25 just won. Uh, so there are people that win, um, but, you know, it's, it's hard. Uh, you got to overcome quite some hurdles. How do you feel about that? You know, when, it, when, it, when we're looking at, you say nothing changes between, you know, because we have a one-party system in California between now and the next election cycle. I mean, do you think there's a chance? How does that go with all the fraud and everything? No, there's not a good chance of me winning if there's nothing done. Um, that's why what Mike Lindell is doing is so important because he's not just, uh, the whole let's, let's get the next one right kind of idea. No, yeah. no, we just had an election. I don't know, I don't, I don't wanna like get you banned from any of your- No, you, you're you know, good, but, like, talk about it, yeah. Yeah, okay, I mean, we, it was stolen. I have seen a lot of the proof because of running for secretary of state. I'm in this coalition with other right. candidates that are like me, patriots. Most of them are like just godly, good patriots that love the country and are running yep. for specifically for secretary of state. Yep. So we've met and then we have these counselors and people that are helping us su super high level. I mean, we've had the, the highest level, like generals, colonels, yeah. uh, military intel people meeting with us helping us understand things, showing us what happened in the election. Right. I have seen with my own eyes proof yes. of flat out stolen elections. Come on. That's so, right. Same so here. I can't, I mean, we can't just move forward. Well, it's like but, Mike Lindell says, you know, he wouldn't run for dog catcher right now because you can't, how are you going to win with the machines? And, you know, he's getting sued by Dominion and uh, I've had my own share. This is kind of crazy, but a, a media company tried to sue me. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like if you're right. out here talking, you know, people are watching you. They try to go after you. It's just ridiculous what we're having to deal with. This is America. We should never have to deal with this. First of all, we have the First Amendment, freedom of speech. You know, it's just ridiculous what they're trying to push. And, you know, parents are seeing the, the curriculum. Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, mm -hmm. they got critical race theory they're pushing on these young people. They have other agendas, the LGBTQ, all these different things that they're pushing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, when I was a pastor of a church, you know, I would tell people, I don't care what you're doing. If you want to come to the church, you're welcome. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, but I'm going to preach the word of God. I didn't write it, but I'm going to preach it because I'm just a messenger, you know. So, but you're welcome in my church. I'm not going to hate you as long as you're not doing something crazy. You know, you're welcome. Come and sit, you know. But again, you know, but, but it's it, for the state of California. I mean, you go to school, you send your kid to school, you're, you're off at work, you know, in a normal world with all of this COVID craziness, but you know, you, you yeah. normally have your kid in school and you're at work or whatever you're doing. And you have, you know, historically when we were young, you know, we kind of trusted the education system. At least you would come out educated. Now it's like propagandized, you know what I'm saying? So how yeah. can, you know, can that be affected from a secretary of state position, uh, you know, in, in well, certain areas? The way that it could be affected is by having an honest vote. So yeah. like a, the way that they're getting away with a lot of these things is because they're they're faking votes. So like, so it's not just the president that was it wasn't just the presidential election that was stolen. Right. Um one of the intel people that I worked with said that he thinks there were about 23 congressional seats that it's not who we voted in. Wow. So what does that do? It causes people who we did not choose, do right. not want 
to make laws and rules that we also do not want. Nope. So what I can do to help that is to just give us an honest vote yes. <clears throat> so that the people that we actually voted in are the ones getting in, representing us, and making the laws and... Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, that, that is such an important thing, as you just mentioned, because, uh, you know, if we get it, uh, I remember in California prop, I think it was prop eight, but it was about marriage between a man and a woman. It was actually voted uh, to keep it between a man and a woman. Then it went to the court system and it was overturned. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, but there, there, there are some things that, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of patriots in California. I know this firsthand. There's a lot of Christians. I think it's the second most populated Christian state after Texas. I mean, people don't think that what? about California. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. You hear some of these things and you're like, what? You know, I mean, uh, listen, President Trump, when he wanted to get the campaign funded, you know, where he would often go to California because some of the biggest donors were in California. So a lot of people have the wrong, uh, you know, it's the big city areas, obviously, San Francisco, Los Angeles, that have the most liberals. But I think there's also a major problem with voter fraud. And see, we're seeing this because I've been so active in California what they're doing, they're trying to do the same things that they've done in California around the country now and other places that have been historically conservative strongholds. So this is this is a breakdown that they're doing over time, uh, incrementally, which has to be stopped now or we will lose the country. And General Flynn has been very uh, open about this, saying we are at an important crossroads for our nation. And this is why we have to stand up now. And so, Rachel, I'm so blessed to see you running, and I wanted to have you on because I wanted people to, you know, get to know you, and, uh, you know, we, we're behind you. This is a woman of integrity. I know her for a while. Like I said, her husband, Marshall's awesome. Her family's awesome. I mean, these are people that you would want to sit down and have dinner and break bread with, you know, and I, I couldn't, you know, think of anybody else I'd rather have a Secretary of State as great state of California. So we're going to do everything that we can to stand with you. Uh, how do people find out about your campaign? Where do they go for information? So my website, rachelhamsos.com, um, you can sign up on there so that you'll get my regular emails so that you can keep up with what's happening. You can also donate. I really need donations. I hate that. I hate that I need donations. It's like the worst. I wish I could just do what I need to do without all the money, but um, it's kind of crazy. I have to raise, they said, about $10 million in order mm. to run for as, you know, as a state, in a state as big as California, 39 yeah. million people. Uh, to run a statewide campaign, it's about ten million, so yeah. that I can get into a job where I make about a hundred thousand a year. I'm like, yeah. how does yeah. that make any sense? It's crazy the amount of money it takes to yep. to run a campaign. But um, so they can donate there, and then also you can see my platform, what I'm running on, and then like social media um, on Instagram, I'm the Rachel Ham. That's my main place that I really post regularly, yeah. and yep. then uh, Twitter. Rachel Ham SOS and Facebook, Rachel Ham for Secretary of State, and my YouTube channel, The Rachel Ham Show. So those are all the different different ways that people can connect with me and awesome. see what I'm doing, support me, spread the word. Definitely, we, uh, you know, throughout the state of California, especially if you know anyone in California, I'd appreciate it if you. I know you do, obviously, Todd. But if, you know, for the listeners, to help get the word out that. We're trying to we're trying to take the state back, and you know, I feel like I'm doing a lot more than running for Secretary of State. I am a very unconventional candidate. Everywhere I go, I'm preaching the gospel at the political meetings. That's right. So, like, I just did a political meeting, and I talked about the Secretary of State about like twenty percent, and then I like preached and prayed, and so I'm claiming the the kingdom of God for every single place I step my foot throughout the state. 
So there's a lot of things that are going on. It's, it's multi-layered. So much, so much. I'll tell you, I, I bear witness what you're saying. Cause when, you know, during the Trump campaign, I was out there and we would go to different places. And honestly, there was more church going on at some of these rallies than in some churches in America. I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. People would come up afterwards. They get saved. They'd be weeping. The Lord would be moving. And I think, where am I? I'm at a state Capitol right now. <laughs> like what's going on, but this yeah. is what God is doing in this hour. And Rachel, I really believe you're called for a time as this, there's an anointing on you. I've been talking about this on the, on the program. And I really believe this as, as you were speaking, but you know, there's pure streams and there's diluted streams. Mm -hmm. And sometimes God calls us to delight, you know, be at a diluted stream, but you're a pure stream and you have a heart for the Lord and God is anointing and his hand is on you. And so I believe that, you know, just all those things that you said that led up to where you are today is the hand of God on your life. And I know that God is going to use you in such a mighty way. And mm -hmm. so we're excited to see how this all goes. Uh, we're with you and we're going to put up your information right now. Everybody, Rachel Ham, you can go to the website, rachelhamsos.com. And uh, we'll be back with more of the Todd Coconaut Show. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Well, hello, Remnant Warriors. Hey, listen, I wanted to show you guys something very, very cool. So right now, it just says church app, but in a few days, this is gonna populate a little bit differently, and it's gonna have the Todd Coconado Ministries app. But we have an app, and it's available right now, and you can use it. Look, you can go to Remnant News, okay? You can go home here, and it has the Bible app on there. It's got Remnant News, our Twitter prayer wall. If you have any prayer requests, put them on the prayer wall. The blog is on there with up-to-the-minute information from Remnant News, Rumble, and all the videos that we have on the Todd Coconado Show right there on Rumble, and so much more. You don't want to miss this app, ladies and gentlemen. It's a way for us to get around the censorship of the deep state tech giants that are trying to shut us down, but we're thinking of new ways God is providing. This is a way for the Remnant community to come together online. So download the app. It's super simple. Just go to www.toddcoconado.com slash app. And you will see instructions of how to download the app right now onto your smartphone or device. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time. Thank you for tuning in.